0: Basketball doesn't mean I raise your kid.
1: So I'm so happy to be here today at the KXCI Studios in downtown Tucson with Linus Sheaf, local artist, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just really excited to finally get the chance to sit down with her and discuss some of her work, and we will unpack that uh, very soon. But I want to start today with uh, just shouting out Bookman's, um, my current uh, and first and always hopefully sponsor. Um, and because uh, Linus is a Tucson local, I was hoping she could share one of her experiences at Bookman's that's made it, it a special uh, institution for her. Okay. Every time I go, I mean,
0: it's just as simple as everyone there that I interact with just being really friendly and helpful. Definitely. Um, I know that some of the more flashy places, I'm a drummer, and so um, when I go to, I, I don't even know if I've ever been to Guitar Center or, you know, I just don't want to go to places like that necessarily because they're so, I don't know, flashy and yeah. like, it's not my style. I like places that have character. And, totally. And like used items um, and weird stuff.
1: And you never know what you're going to find. That's right. You don't know yes and I I really enjoy that Um, and I love that it's this the shelves are stocked with things from people who live in Tucson you know Mm -hmm. I I feel like Mm -hmm. I am someone who has like I I like you know stuff and and buying things and I but I also know that it's so helpful to get things secondhand Mm -hmm. and I love this idea that um, it's buying selling trading and it's all people are being compensated for the items they bring in and um, there just is something there for everyone, and yeah. I really love that.
0: Yeah, and it's easy for us to take places like that for granted maybe, but they are kind of disappearing. And totally. It's, we need them to stick around, so it's better to go get your thing there, <clears throat> even if it's just a pair of drumsticks or something.
1: Um, and they mm-hmm. support local artists, and that's another amazing thing that, um, yeah, that's just not all local businesses do, and I feel that Tucson has a very, like, a thriving local business community and local artist community that mm-hmm. that um it's it's a supportive place for for um doing doing Definitely. your work so mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. so grateful to Bookmans. Mm.
0: Thank you, Bookmans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love you. <laughs> Love you Linus I am so excited to have you here. Um I found you through Instagram I slid into your DMs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slid um, right in there. yeah, I saw <laughs> you. Um, I saw that you were going to be at Cultivate Tucson, which is a local artisan market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were selling your basketball wares. Yes, um, which I'm now lucky enough to have a couple of, mm-hmm. and. I was like, who's this woman who's screen printing, like? (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) Who is she? I mean, (laughs) I was like, who's making ceramic basketball Mm -hmm. necklaces? And I had never met her before, and and we live in the same zip code, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I immediately slid into your DMs and said, when can we meet? (laughs) And I was like, how is this podcast so perfect for what? I'm doing. Yes. And also, this was (laughs) pre-egg. This was before I found out that there were eggs involved Mm -hmm. in your work as well. Mm -hmm. And um, as longtime listeners might remember, I have a thing for eggs as a symbol, as a visual. um, And even more so, as a vegan, I think of them more as an object than Mm -hmm. as a... um, Sustenance. Mm. So they become much more like this, this, like living art to me. And then you're, you know, responding to eggs and basketball. And (laughs) I was like, God, I got to get this woman on my side. Um, So (laughs) here we are. Yeah. That's Um, great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that um, when we, when I initially hit you up and then when we've talked since, you were, um, you are not like, Miss stats about basketball. That's not how you interact with it, or mm. like following the game like day to day as sure. much as maybe other people.
0: Yeah, I come um <clears throat> I come at basketball from a totally different um direction than most people do, mm-hmm. and I have a lot to say about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's start off with <laughs> one thing. I mean, like, yeah, so, we're, so yeah, just let's slow it down. Make sure we're not yeah. giving it all up too soon. Mm. That. Um, well, or maybe just you're also very involved with textiles mm-hmm. and maybe like coming at this in the beginning from this like craft perspective mm-hmm. of like the art, the way that you've made art mm-hmm. and then how you discovered that you could respond to basketball through those processes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the things that happened in the last year <clears throat> or so was that. So I'm a weaver um, and an embroiderer and an illustrator Um And I kind of put all those things together um, in the last couple of years. And among other things, um, basketball stood out to me as just this beautiful thing, like even aside from the players or the game itself, just the court, um, the the net, the ball. um, I can't really remember now why I started looking into the history of basketball, but I found, you know, the... The original ball was like a textile object, you know, hand-sewn, um, really beautiful stitching, and so perfect. Well, not perfect at the beginning; they had to perfect it. Right. Um, and the net is is sort of woven, you know. And I I actually bought my own hoop off Craigslist, and I got some cording from the sports store, um, like paracord. I don't know if it's yeah. really gonna work, but I thought it would be fun to make some um, some nets. And hang them around town. Right. On different at different courts, just public parks. Yeah. Um, so just that and the look of the court itself, the way that an empty court looks, there's just something about it that is I don't even know why it's so moving to me. It kind of I was thinking about it this morning actually, and one thing that I thought of is that it seems like there's so many possibilities. Like it's an empty court, it's perfect. There's no <laughs> I don't know, nothing Does that make sense? It's just full of possibility. You could. Yes. Potential. Potential. Anticipation. Like what
1: could happen. Yeah. And what I think that even though those spaces, sometimes they don't have people on them. They have the energy of Mm -hmm. having had people on them or Mm. about they're about to. Yeah. It's like they're they're filled with this tension Mm -hmm. that it feels um, that's like has this life to it. Yeah. And I love that.
0: Yeah. I have a sort of fascination, too, with just like buildings at night that have like one light on inside and just that empty, still feeling of a building or a space where no one is there and you're just sort of spying, looking in on it. Um, I don't know where that feeling comes from, but it's I've always had it.
1: I think that there's also this, when you're driving, I know that sometimes when I've been on a road trip or something like that or driving through an area that I'm not familiar with and I see a basketball court or I see a baseball field, I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, there is there is some sense of community here. There is some mm-hmm. sense of life. There's a space for this, for people to gather in mm-hmm. some way. And mm-hmm. that makes me feel... Um, yeah, that just is a good feeling to mm-hmm. have. And so recognizing that those spaces, they're they're meant for people to be in public together. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of some towns have like town squares or like sort of meeting points where that would normally happen. But I right. think that's becoming less and less mm-hmm. sort of a a thing as, right. as things like get more sprawling Mm -hmm. there's less of that center point but within each of those like communities within that sprawl there are basketball courts there are those baseball fields and there
0: always have been those courts and baseball fields like it's just occurring to me now that the landscape is always changing um cities are you know old buildings get torn down and new beige ones are put up and it's ugly and it sucks and it's like oh man boring and the thing that's always been kind of a constant is just these peripheral like Basketball courts in the parks, and, and I never even noticed them, you know, growing up. I mean, I they were always around, you mm-hmm. know. It's just something that's always around. Yeah. And the neighbor kids having a basketball hoop in their driveway and hearing the dribbling of the ball and everything. It's just so – it's just everywhere. And yet – so it can be just – I don't know. It's this constant thing that you can kind of count on right. to be there. And when you look at it, you remember – Things from the past, your childhood, feeling, I don't know, having fun. Like, yeah. it's just a kind of an innocent, sweet thing in a way. Like, in an ever-changing landscape, that is just steadfast. And, like, they don't often renovate those courts, I don't think. They just kind of have this, like, they just kind of look to me the way that they looked in the 80s or 90s you definitely
1: know? and i think that so sometimes i find that the older more beat up courts or the courts that have like a backboard that's rusted or mm-hmm. things like that like visually those are more interesting to me than the courts that have freshly painted lines mm-hmm. and stuff like that but at the same time it's that same potential that we were talking about where it's like even with a freshly with a new court freshly painted perfect backboard it's like that if that is used properly, it will get beat up. It mm-hmm. will get run down. It mm-hmm. will it will become this artifact. Yes, and I think that. So even though they're they're right now they're not as like visually stimulating. They're still this. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I think that that is also. I think you're right that it's just that 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 they've kind of held strong. And for them to mm-hmm. change significantly, like the the way a basketball court looks or is designed or or whatever, like that's not going to be something that happens overnight. Right. Um. You know, I, I just – I think that they they match the – the even just regular city courts are just – they they're going to always, like, match what's being played mm-hmm. higher up. So it's just mm-hmm. that everything's kind of hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter what a court looks
0: like, it's comforting to me to see one. It's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely – I really um I agree, and i I do i think um in my neighborhood here in Tucson, I haven't seen it's just not a play in the street driveway neighborhood right um, and so I don't see a lot of uh yeah, just you know it's mm-hmm. it's not often that I'm hearing basketballs or things like that, and mm-hmm. i there's like a school nearby, and there's a court there, and I love driving by that and seeing mm-hmm. people playing out there, and mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I it's so funny, I always think of buying a basketball hoop for a house as something like a grown up does. And then yeah. I'm like, I am a grown up. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I could like also basketball. Own a, I really like basketball <laughs> and like I would love to shoot a few hoops. Yeah. Um but it's just yeah, I I haven't made the big jump to yeah. buy my own hoop yet. We'll but leave. uh yeah. we will see. Um, it's it's exciting to buy a hoop. Yeah.
0: I bought one, it's red, it's beautiful. Yeah. I need to get a like what do you call it? A backboard?
1: Backboard. Headboard. Backboard. backboard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: that's that's maybe where the, the money will get you, I think, on the on the backboard. Yeah. yeah. But you could totally make one. I could make one. Yeah.
0: How hard can it be?
1: No, I mean, <laughs> just weave one. It's yeah, fine. I'll just weave one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be just a little, yeah, I have a hard time getting the ball back, but yeah, you can weave one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Hot. that... Uh, you're making me want to just remove all the gravel from my driveway yes. and set up a hoop. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I actually, so um, back in Louisiana where I had lived before, I had driven by this really beat up backboard. Um, it had, I mean, it was it was plexi or whatever the material is with the see-through ones. And it was newer, mm-hmm. but like it just had this hole through it like it was kind of punched <clears throat> It was just missing some glass and uh-huh. it made this beautiful shadow behind it when the sun caught it. This was just across the street from someone's house. But I just felt weird about taking it because it's like, um, I just had gotten into this whole thing about trades. Like everything needs to be a trade. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take the backboard, I need to leave the backboard. Mm -hmm. And so I figured out that I could, it's not like, you know, I can, um, like for a while I was trading up basketball nets and I can buy like 100 basketball nets Mm -hmm. um, because of the cost, but I can't buy like 100 backboards. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like if I'm gonna buy one, it has to be the one. So I wrote this letter to these people and left it in their mailbox saying, like, I love this backboard that's in front of your house. Can I buy you a new one and, like, take this old one? And I never heard back. Aww, uh, I still think about it. I mean, I photographed yeah. it and, yeah. um, you know, it was, like, not usable. I'm sure that mm-hmm. eventually they were just going to trash it. But mm-hmm. um, it just seemed important to have that engagement mm-hmm. before I start snatching up people's <laughs> <laughs> sidewalk trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think
0: so? You traded out nets, um, like you would take dirty old nets. Is that what? Yes, maybe yeah. this is
1: our our textile like Ooh, meeting point. Sure. Um, so I yes the the I was very interested in dirty old nets. Um, mm-hmm. The rat more ragged, the mm-hmm. more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing this all in Baton Rouge, and just I mean for me it was really great because I had really had the. Most of my time spent there were just going back and forth between school and my house, and I didn't have the opportunity or reason to like just drive around, Mm -hmm. and so it was hoop hunting, like driving around and just looking for nets that I could trade, Mm -hmm. and um, some of them would be on people's properties, and you know then I would leave a note in their mailbox, and sometimes it'd be a school, and the schools were where I got like the most yeses. but, yeah, I was I was most interested. And I wouldn't put up new ones unless there was one for me to take down. So mm-hmm. I was really on this, like, one-to-one um, sort of I, – I, yeah, I mean, I think this came out of my own insecurities around photography with it being a medium that I felt is, like, a, based around taking or that's mm-hmm. the language we used around it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out a way to be a photographer in a space that I'm not from and not take from mm. that place mm. and just wanna trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that people, sometimes, you know, if I was speaking with like an assistant principal and they have like three hoops at that school that have raggedy nets and then they have one hoop that doesn't have a net on it, like they wouldn't understand why I was like not gonna put up, I just didn't want it to oh, get yeah. into like, here, like let me make this place better. It was more right. of like, I, you have something that can help me and maybe I have something that can help you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like the best way to do it and I mm-hmm. think now I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just put up nets on the empty hoops too, but no. um yeah. it, I didn't, you know? <laughs> so um anyways, maybe going forward that could be something yeah, yeah for your for the new network. Yeah. Network. Yeah. <sighs> Basketball <laughs> you pun machine. <laughs> I know. Well I was gonna talk about um
0: how my work <clears throat> is based on puns. Mm. It's visual puns. Mm-hmm. Um that's... I'm just having... So can I tell you a story?
1: Yes, please. Um, enough about you, Linus. Let's talk a little bit more about me. It's, that's what everyone wants now. Tell your story. Okay. So
0: um, I love telling the story. It's... Um, so my art... Um, my body of work, if you want... If you mm-hmm. will. This year in 2019... Last year in 2019 was called Yoke Jammer, which is my Instagram name. And the way that Yoke Jammer happened was I was working... I work in a cafe... And the cafe has a kitchen that makes egg, egg tacos. Um, And I was starving and I was on my (laughs) shift and it was very busy and I was working with my coworker and he, I was like, oh man, my tacos are ready. I just, I have to go jam these yolks right now. I just said it. And then I looked at him and I said, Yoke jammer. <laughs> he looked at me and we just, even though it was so busy, we, pa- we took a moment to like pause and stare into each other's eyes because yeah. it felt so right to say yoke jammer. There yeah. was something about it. We were like, that's a thing. It's a thing. Totally. It's going to be something. And I immediately started riffing in my brain and brainstorming about like, what does that mean? Yoke jammer. Because um, I had already been like thinking about basketball, and I had bought myself one, and was shooting hoops. Mm-hmm. And you were jamming, yeah. I was jamming, <laughs> yeah. And I love <laughs> eggs. I eat them every single day. Yeah. And I'm passionate about eggs, as um, a food
1: and a ritual and yeah. an object. We really have to either unpack that now or circle back to it, like as soon as. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, like, I oh, there's
1: a lot to it. Yeah, um, um, um,
0: they're perfect and beautiful, and I just feel. I don't know. I have strong opinions about how eggs ought to be cooked, mm-hmm. for one thing. Um, um. So just go into as much detail as <laughs>
1: possible, like scrambled over there's easy. Something, yeah,
0: there's something Hard I want to. Yeah, yeah, poached, soft boiled. Um. So, what's your dream egg? Oh man, I think it's I think it's a soft boiled egg. Soft I have boiled. a little okay. dish that is like a. Um, my friend gave it to me. It's a like a plate that has these. Sort of divots in it f- for two eggs. Yeah, and then another bigger, broader like bowl section for what are called the toast soldiers, wow. which are the like little toast strips that you um, cut up and yeah, and dip into is that the their egg yolk. F- Is that
1: your nickname for them? Is that no, that's real. Like okay, it's real. in, yeah. in, <laughs> in like yeah. you know the whatever sort of egg circles you run, <laughs> they're called <laughs> toast <circles>. soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: another thing about eggs was that just a visual pun that I came up with when I was um brainstorming Yolk jammer. I was thinking about like, um, you know, a, a, an image of an overeasy egg, but the yolk is a basketball. And that was just like so fun for me. I was yeah. just laughing. There's been a lot of instances of me just thinking of something funny and then to me, and then just bursting into laughter. About it, and then alone. putting it on a tote bag. And then putting <laughs> it on a tote
1: bag. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why yeah. Not?
0: Um, so okay. So basically, what yolk jammer became through just okay. So I have these obsessions, or or at least I did. I at all the same time, I was obsessed with eggs, basketball, um, and nuns. Hmm. So I, because I kind of see myself as a non. As, like, a secular nun, if that makes any sense. Or, like, I like to joke, jokingly call myself an off-duty nun. Because mm. I, I like to be all kind of, like, buttoned up. And I have, um, I cut all my hair off just to sort of a sensible length. And uh, I sleep in a twin bed. And I'm, sure. I've am i been single for a long time. And I, I don't know. I just, um, yeah, I just, I watched that show, The Young Pope. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw that. I have it's pretty weird. Uh, I liked it for the first half of the season. And there's this um, there's a scene where Sister Mary, she's one of the younger nuns, goes out and takes off her habit on a basketball court um, and lets her hair down. And all the little boys are are staring at her, yeah, um, lustfully. And she <laughs> is in slow mo, like playing basketball in her like dress, yeah. her nun outfit. And that had, like, a pretty strong impact on me, actually. Um,
1: so that was something. So did that happen when you had already thought to have – when you had already identified these things that you maybe have in common with um, nuns? Hmm. and Or was that sort of a a it's, moment when you
0: um, – So the, the – watching The Young Pope, that was a couple of years ago. And then I just happened to move into a place where – there's like a, a monastery. A no, monastery. I'm sorry. No, not a monastery, a nunnery. Yeah. A convent. <laughs> like, I moved in with all these um, nuns. I and then I don't know nuns. what happened. I don't know what happened. No, I just found myself moving into this. I had a dream that I moved into a very small room, a very small, plain room. Um, and I woke up that next day and I was like, yep. That's what I want to do. So I put the word out there. And immediately one of my friends said that they were moving out of a small room in a house. And um, that it was so small that it was kind of like a ship's cabin with like a built-in bed. But the bed is a slim twin. And it's um, me, uh, my dog, and I share it. It's kind of tight. Very small but dog. Very small dog. Yeah. Yeah. us <laughs> <Yeah. speak> <laughs> And I even removed the mattress because I, the mattress was just kind of like a little too weird, funky and old. Sure. So I tossed it and I just actually sleep on a sheepskin rug on a board, like a wooden board. And oh. it's so, and it's, I like it that way. Sure. You know, people yeah. are always like, don't do that to yourself. I'm like, um, excuse me. That's what I want. So, yeah. um, I'm all about sensible footwear. I, I don't know. I like to wear really plain buttoned up dresses and i don't know it's a whole vibe
1: mm-hmm. and hmm so vibe. there
0: was a non-vibe so that kind of was has been happening you know for a while and then i was thinking about yoke jammer and i um one of the images i drew was of myself and it's on a tote bag now it's sitting right beside me it's me playing basketball and wearing a full length nightgown um and I was just like, you can wear whatever you want. You don't have to be a sporty person. You can get out there and just do it. Right. It's accessible to, to everyone, and you can dress however you want. It doesn't have to be a certain way. Um, so, yeah, there's images that I've drawn of, like, nuns playing basketball with eggs and chasing each other around, with spatulas and frying pans. Um, mm-hmm. I have an image of a woman tossing an egg like a basketball sized egg into a um, wicker basket and it's called single dribble which is just
1: yeah yeah there we go One of those moments where I was like yeah yeah so funny <laughs> <laughs> right the pun train can't be stopped at it's all. really fun yeah
0: and I wasn't trying to be like make a serious body of work I was like these are all jokes and puns and just fun for me to make and I am taking all of my ideas and just doing them mm-hmm. and I'm I these are the things that I'm obsessed with and I don't know why exactly and I don't feel like I need to know why mm-hmm. I just want to do it I just in prior to this I hadn't really even been making that much art even though I'm Throughout the years, I've done little things. I, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm good at drawing and painting, but I haven't dedicated that much time to it. I've put my time into other things sure. instead. So this was kind of my time to just make something that felt like so me and what I've been thinking about. And um, so I just went for it. Um, and then this morning,
1: yeah, I was
0: sitting and thinking about, I was preparing myself for this interview, and I was like, I wish I knew what it was that all those things nuns, basketball, and eggs have in common for me. Or, like, what is the meaning? Yeah, why do they belong together? Why do they belong together? And I was like, I guess I just don't know. It's, it's okay to not know. But then it all just came. It just came to me. Oh, my god. And I'm so excited to yeah. share it with you. <laughs>
1: um, let's do it. Yeah. Like, I'm, okay. Is this, like, a? am I getting the
0: first? Um... I haven't told anybody. Wow. I even alluded to it. I saw some friends today. I was like, I have a big thing that I realized but I'm not going to yeah. tell you you're just going to have to tune in and listen
1: well if this uh, was a live recording there'd be like a <laughs> line outside the store by the time we finish so it's a good thing we're uh, putting this out later that's right I yeah. know I mean
0: yeah people are just going to be flocking um, can,
1: can I say before you sure, um, announce this that mm-hmm. I think there's also like the, the, the seemingly randomness of it is I think has power to it in the sense that when I was first looking at your work I liked this idea of Having basketball imagery that felt so different from what we're used to seeing, especially mm-hmm. with the women in the nightgowns mm-hmm. and the fact that women essentially had to wear nightgowns when true. they first, um, That's true. I mean, but not flannel uh, right. when they first started playing basketball, yes. they really had to to cover up and were wearing mm-hmm. things that now, I mean, no one would necessarily wear, let alone when you're like, breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just loved this idea. I mean, there was so much humor there's so much humor in the work, and there's also this like, Let's get some non-traditional imagery mm-hmm. into something that the imagery is so defined. Right. It's so set. Like, we know right. we have and the dunk, we that, have this. yeah. Right.
0: And something that I think of when I think of, tr- like, conventional basketball imagery and media is all about winning, slam dunk, power.
1: Yeah. Um, jam the yoke. <laughs> jamming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but basketball is fun. It's fun. And it's like a way to physically interact with your friends. It doesn't have to be a necessarily super competitive mm-hmm. thing. And I, when you mentioned the um, early days of women's basketball, like they were out there having fun in a physical way, which was so different from anything they were allowed to do before that. Sure. Um, and when I started playing basketball just about a year ago, I wasn't. I say play basketball, and I use that term very loosely. Sure, I've,
1: I've been <laughs> we're known to throw about, around as well. Sure, yeah, we're we're talking
0: about. I'm throwing the ball. Yeah, up there. And no hoping no screens the are being set.
1: Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah I don't even know place. the rule.
0: I don't necessarily know how to play a pickup game. Yeah, you know, I don't think I could really do it, and I don't think it would even be that fun for me. I don't care about defending and blocking and all that. stuff sort of pivoting, you <laughs> Please, know. Please, I'm just like, all you know that. <laughs> Let's just go to the court. I have this thing that my friends and I started um, called Night Court. It's a play on that show from the '80s, Night right, Court. Right. Yes. Um, where we just like, you know people of all abilities um all genders like meeting being total weirdos on the court just let's get some beers let's go to a court at night um and just shoot hoops and play horse and Mm -hmm. play knockout and sit on the court and talk about our feelings like (laughs) it's a really fun i found that more and more people the more i talked about it like every time i mentioned it people would be like oh my god I've been thinking about playing basketball lately I've just I just want it so bad there's yes. such a hunger and such a desire um, from people to just play basketball and have fun and
1: definitely people
0: who are not necessarily athletes and you know the the crew that I you know the people that i hang with our more like artists and musicians. And I think that there's this misconception that you can't be an athlete or you can't play sports.
1: Or enjoy them. Or enjoy that, yeah.
0: And be an artist. I mean, maybe that's changing. That's been changing for a long time. But for me, um, I've never been very physically active or inclined, you know, um, and kind of felt like that world wasn't for me. Sure. And in the meantime, I was getting depressed because I wasn't moving my body enough and wasn't having enough fun. Um, and you know, now that we have the internet, it's so easy to just sit there and look at the internet, um, and get depressed and not be connecting with your friends. I don't know. Impeachment
1: is so uplifting. Like, well, yeah, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: sorry. And, and to not see your friends. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just feel isolated. It's easy to feel alone. Um, basketball, night court was a really fun way for us to physically be together, but not be at a bar yeah um, or not you know not be totally. doing like being at a loud concert or something like that um where we're just kind of kids again and we're just playing
1: yeah for the sake of it um anyways yes yeah, so, so i i mean i'm totally there with you on all yeah. of that and i feel like also just having a space that I mean, there are, of course, like, organized sports that, like, as an adult, you can, like, partake in, like, mm-hmm. different leagues and stuff. But it's nice to just have it be, like, a little bit looser than that. Yeah. And, like, come one, come all, sort mm-hmm. of, that. that's not set about, oh, you're not on the roster. You haven't paid right. this oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, nothing like um, that. Since there's not a roster, because there aren't teams. Like, I feel <laughs> like
0: sports, when I, so I just joined a boxing gym um, because I'm feeling so empowered now because of yes. basketball. Shout um, out to basketball, yeah. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing about sports is that – like, real sports – is that when you're doing them, when you're learning them or training, I get – it's just always felt to me that there's no room for humor. And I'm insecure. I'm out there. I'm trying something new. Yes. I'm moving vulnerability. my body vulnerability. But if I make a joke, it's kind of like – it's too nuanced for that, like, you know, f- for what's going on. Like, I tried to make a joke and in- – boxing I just felt like such an idiot because it's just about literally just going for it mm-hmm. and doing it and I was being really precious and too like kind of like oh sorry you know yeah oh whoopsie like say, I don't know just being kind of um myself sure yeah and that has always gotten in the way like when I was a kid when I was 12 years old I I was really fascinated by basketball back then and I had a net hanging on my wall and I had a pump that I owned and yeah. a ball that I tried playing at basketball camp, and I was way too thoughtful of a kid, way too like thinking about every single mm-hmm. thing, observing everything, having little things I wanted to say, having little jokes, which just gets in the way of the game. Yeah. Um, so, night court and that kind of thing has just been a way where you can, there's room to make a joke. Sure. And have fun.
1: Yeah. Um, Which is great. Totally. And I want to um, rewind and now focus on the announcement. Oh, yes. uh, Yes, because I think we've... Let's not let that get away from us. Yes, because I think it's just, (laughs) I I just wanted to, yeah, just acknowledge, like, Mm -hmm. how much I appreciated you, even though you didn't know what they meant when you started making the work with, with, as far as... um, the nun imagery, vascular mm-hmm. imagery, and egg imagery, mm-hmm. you didn't know what you were doing, but you mm-hmm. did it anyways. Yes. And I feel like that doesn't happen enough. Right. Especially when you have gone through any sort of training as an artist, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to explain it. Right. You know? And then that kind of can kill your buzz sometimes. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes putting the things together first and seeing what arises from that combination mm-hmm. um, later, sometimes it takes years, you know, yeah. um, is so important. It's an intuitive process. Um, I went to the Evergreen State College, which is a liberal arts college, and that's where I learned to put weird ideas together or to listen to whatever comes up for me. Sure, um, yeah. And just follow it. Yes. And um, so it wasn't a totally new concept for me to just put some stuff together and trust it and see what happens later. Yeah. Um. So I guess I wanted to say that, like, all of this work that I've been doing is fun and funny as it is. It's been a personal, very personal, like, journey, too, of, like, um, identity um, and empowerment um, and breaking of, like, uh, intergenerational um, kind of, like, tendencies in my family and in many families. My family is just kind of a typical family with... Um, historically like women who are subservient to their husbands mm-hmm. and don't have their own lives or their own identity. Um, and I found that I, I'm i leading up to this uh, <laughs> unveiling. Yes, please. Just yeah. Keep it going for um, as long as possible. Sure. I'm on the edge of my
1: seat. Say it, loud. Oh, my God. God. So
0: I'm 41, and I have um, – Since I became an adult, I've just sort of been, um, there's been a long string of romantic relationships for me. Uh, I think this is a pretty typical story. Like, we all just date, and we keep dating. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was just kind of one relationship or one um, infatuation after another. Um, And I date men, so I was, you know, um, having that going on and not ever truly giving myself a break, a real break from it. Um, In which to explore my interests to, you know, I was definitely supporting the interests of my boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then at some point, maybe five years ago, I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, I went through a pretty bad breakup and I was kind of like at the end of my rope. Um, And it no longer felt possible for me to just keep going the way that I was. And I was forced in a way, the way circumstances led to, I was just forced this point. I was like, I have to attend to my own interests, my own pain. Yeah. Like everything that I have put aside for all of these years, 20 years, you know, 15 sure, years yeah. or something like that. Um, so then, let's see, let me gather my thoughts. So, yeah, I've been doing my own thing. Um, which as a child, I was sort of taught was selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing my own thing for a couple of years. And this morning I realized that, okay, ready for this?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what
0: do nuns, basketball and eggs all have in common for me? It's that, let me see if I can even like, you know, I've never yeah. said it out loud. Sure. <laughs> um, they all have to do with um, – they all have nothing to do with romantic relationships. They're sort of – like nuns are about not patently not being in a romantic or sexual relationship. Um, eggs, the eggs that I'm talking about and referring to in my work are unfertilized eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just female. Yeah. Um, and so am I. And, right. <laughs> Uh, And then basketball is something that you do for, it doesn't have anything to do with a relationship of a romantic or sexual nature. So all of these things are divorced. from They exist for their own reasons, kind of. Um, And I, does that make sense? I, um,
1: yeah. They're sort of self-fulfilling. Yes. They're their own stories. They don't.
0: Yeah, like I've taken some distance from romance, with and relationships of that nature, um, in order to learn and to grow and become stronger in myself, and yeah, just um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know how to put it any better than that at the
1: moment. I think but. that that's a really the story is sort of married so well to these three sort of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the story of, of what you experience as, like, a young adult mm-hmm. um, and sort of uh, making a shift mm-hmm. and then finding a few things that, that speak to you mm-hmm. because they're sort of... Uh, yeah, just... They stand alone.
0: Yes. They're their own... Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much pressure on... Women, I feel, to be, um, to prove that they're sexy or we're sexualized so often. Um, are we? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <What? Are> we? <laughs> you don't say. I mean, and even nuns and basketball players are
1: sexual. Of course. Totally. We can't no, escape I mean, it. yes. It, it's it's um, it's it's ingrained in in every, yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. But for me, it's a source of empowerment to, you know, just looking up to nuns. I'm kind of like, oh, I just. I want to wear these outfits that have nothing to do with looking good for a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my t- decision. I can look frumpy. I don't owe anybody um, beauty, you know. Um,
1: or that the definition or
0: the, the conventional s- sense beauty. Right. I can just be myself. I, something that I really love about all these like old photographs of basket women who are were basketball players yeah. in like the early 1900s. Is that they're just regular? They're just kind of plain and handsome women. They're not. They all have kind of like a lot of them have short hair, cropped hair. They're strong. Um, they're. It's not that they're not beautiful, but it's just that it doesn't matter about that yeah. as much. It's like they're doing this thing that that at the time was really controversial. Um, they weren't supposed to be behaving that way, sure. running around and pushing each other, and you know being competitive it was very improper um and nuns is the same thing they're not focused on being um beautiful or sexual sex sexual beings they're focused on like doing things offering off yeah offering or like having ideas or making things things that are separate from the way that they look like the way that they look is not important um so I've been trying, I I feel like I've spent my whole life worrying so much about how I look mm-hmm. and making sure that if I'm doing something, I also look good doing it,
1: um, which is not how I want to live. It's too exhausting. Yes, and I think that that's definitely something with with athletes is that they can be concerned about how they look um, going into a game, but when they're playing and if they're, you know, a player that cares, they, they must forget about, mm-hmm appearances, Mm. you know, when they're doing something or looking silly or or that their hair's messed up or whatever. So, I mean, even for, for, of course, for the male players as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that that, that's also like some kind of similarity of like kind of checking that at the door.
0: Right. The court kind of like you get there and you get into your body and you're no longer concerned about, like, I feel like I've just... Ever since I started shooting hoops, I've been able to have more fun and be more goofy, be myself, not so stiff. And like, does my hair look good Mm kind (laughs) of thing, you know, living. Um, It's really opened up a whole world of feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm just I feel good about myself. Yeah. And not because, you know, for the usual reasons, Um, because I'm doing my own thing. Aside, And I don't I, I was thinking about this earlier. I didn't want this to devolve into sort of like me sounding like i hate men or something like that i don't want it to be a man bashing no thing we love all. men <laughs> yes um and that's a whole thing but sure. <laughs> um yeah just personal emblems i guess yes. of of um empowerment and feeling like myself and leading a rich fun life um yeah for myself but also connecting with other people yes that's what it leads to Right. you know I'll probably I feel like my relationships are so much richer and so much better now I mean my friendships with men are like incredible right now they've never been this way before like I just feel so much more like forceful in a way Mm -hmm. and like my voice is strong and I can say things and I can be myself and I don't have to worry that they're like gonna I don't know have whatever thought. They can think whatever they want about me because I feel great. (laughs) So um,
1: I don't know. In the pieces that I've seen that you've made, it's not, there's no like A to B to C. It's Mm -hmm. all these different contributions that sort of create this um, uh, less like linear narrative Mm -hmm. Uh, where it's like the nuns with the spatulas Mm -hmm. and then the woman dribbling the... People
0: (laughs) often say to me, I don't get it. And I'm like, I know.
1: (laughs) It's okay.
0: It's okay. The longer that you like... See what I'm doing. Like, just look at more of it, and just kind of let it sink in, and see if you can. What kind of? I like that idea of things not being necessarily a linear progression, but kind of like I like to kind of lay physically lay things out on the floor, and look at them, and that like my drawings. Let's say, and objects that I have, um, and words, just keywords, and then whatever sort of rises up from that. Is what I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, sort of a I don't know. Like you just enter into it, and you see like what it might add up to.
1: Yeah, things sort of finding each other. Mhm, mhm. Are you a minimalist?
0: Ah, interesting question. <laughs> well, I would say that no. I've described myself as
1: a maximalist, in fact. Wow. Because I'm... I'm just... Sorry, the bed and now this. It's like... I know. I know. I know I mean, what you're how, thinking. I what, mean, what's
0: in that room? <laughs> <laughs> it's packed with uh, knickknacks. Okay. Got it. Uh, I do... I love objects and color and... Uh, I am actually, I mean, I know what you mean about like my bed situation. And and I do like I'm a resourceful person with a simpler life than a lot of people. But at the same time, I love color. I love ornamentation. Um, I'm tired of the minimal aesthetic that has been going on for Ten years, mm. you know, plain wood, white mm. walls, Blech. so boring. Yeah, you <laughs> Sorry, heard it here everybody. first. Yeah, <laughs> polka dots, stripes. Um, I mean, Make I, you come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I also don't just want to toss together a bunch of like stuff. You know, I, I'm thoughtful about like mm-hmm. how I put things together, um, and yeah, I just love I love colors and patterns. Um, it's weird, though, because I think without minimalism, I would not have been able to come to this style that I like so much, which actually is kind of a blend between minimal and maximum. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maximal. I'm maximal. Not, yeah.
0: It's not a word I use a lot. Yeah, <laughs> me <mini> neither. <bear>. Uh, <laughs> Even
1: though you are but one. It's <laughs> like I'm
0: drawing these very, like, like, my drawings are, like, illustrative, kind of comic book style line drawings. I'm not doing a lot of shading or, like. Uh, it's very minimal in that mm-hmm. way, but then I will do these pops of color. I put in like very intentional color, the yolk and the yolk, yeah. And I would like to get even more into, you know, more complicated patterns. Um, yeah, like at Evergreen, I was doing some surface design kind of stuff, like making these miniature houses with wallpaper that I would design, and everything would go together color wise, color color palette wise. Yeah, um, and I made these like crazy. Intricate patterns um, for wallpaper and like, I I do have a vision. It's kind of hard to get it out there physically because it's so time consuming and I haven't given myself the time sure. to do it. But ideally, I'm going into um, web design. Web, sorry, not web design. Web development. Um, I'm taking a coding boot camp <clears throat> starting in a few years. A few. Weeks. Well,
1: yeah. uh, like, you, are, uh, you whoa. are a real it's, planner. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and one just of a my... few
1: more years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and websites are also very minimal um, and clean and that kind of thing, which is good for functionality and for user experience. Yeah. Um, but I do want to create some websites that are just crazy <laughs> with yeah. like color and patterns and just vibrant because you know, the thing about life is like we have so much access to color color is amazing it's a miracle like we take it for granted but like pure saturated like rich vibrant color um what a treat and what a way to squander it by making a white room Mm. with a cement bench i mean it's like why would we why would we you know squander that opportunity to use color yeah um is my thinking so? That's kind of where I might go next—is like hyper ornamental, um, colorful, yeah, stuff. Whatever that means, whatever that's gonna look like.
1: I think that when I moved to Tucson, I thought that it was going to be red, mm. and it's just so much, so many more colors than mm. that. I mean, it's a really colorful, yes, landscape and a mm-hmm. colorful place, mm-hmm. and um, I think. Yeah, I I just I agree that there is this um, that when we celebrate color, we're, we're sort of mirroring what we see in nature. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, so it's important to recognize how like you were saying, like, what a treat. What mm-hmm. an amazing thing that this color exists, like mm-hmm. this beautiful yoke. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's that like col- stunningly yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it's> so beautiful. <laughs> and like just with this like perfect white, you know, just mm-hmm. like striking like what a mm-hmm. what a thing. Yeah um and yeah so i think it's it's important to yeah i guess i more more is better for for color mm-hmm. um just as a a life motto mm-hmm. that i've you know lived by since i <laughs> first uh was able to paint my bedroom yeah. um but yeah i just think that um it is also possible it's just also possible to i guess I, the reason i asked you about being a minimalist is cuz i have just been thinking so much about my desire to make versus my sadness about using materials that hurt the world mm-hmm. sometimes. Yes. Um, or just like making to what end, right. Like and, and wanting to satisfy that instinct um, mm-hmm. a- and keep myself feeling good. And also, it, I think it is healthy to make for uh, the sake of making, but mm-hmm. also, at a certain point,s like I don't, I don't want to just have a, a pile of stuff that I, I made and not have mm. it sort of serve some kind of purpose somewhere. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've just been trying to sort of sort that out for myself where yeah. it feels good, and I think especially mm. with, with um like art that needs to be framed, mm. it's like, damn, mm. I really prefer functional
0: work, and yeah. it's been kind of a thing where I'm. I could be making paintings and drawings to hang on the wall, but and i I do a little bit. Um, but I'm more interesting more interested in making things that you can wear or use um, mm-hmm. ceramics um, wood i've I've done some woodworking and made functional items. yeah um, and I think you know it seems like I don't know that much about art history or art in general, but it just seems like wall art, once you put it on the wall, um, it's worth more somehow. Even though, and craft is the other, is somehow the opposite, or like not the, like if I took one of my drawings and I put it in a frame, Mm -hmm. that's worth X amount of dollars. But if I put that drawing onto a tote bag or a shirt or something, then it's just crafty. Right, it's cute and crafty. Yeah, um, which I don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> no, because um, really you're
1: interacting with the tote bag so much more yeah. than with the piece on the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I just in a way. Yeah,
0: it's. I don't like. I like things that serve a function. I mm-hmm. just do. I'm a function. Uh, I'm from the Midwest, and <clears throat> I feel like there's something about that kind of blue-collar atmosphere where it's like. Everything that you make should have a purpose. Otherwise, it's frivolous, you Mm -hmm. know, which is not a great um, attitude either (laughs) (laughs) that I've had to kind of back away from. Like, do have fun. Be frivolous. It's okay. Make art. But um, I I, I do prefer things. I like to make things for the home, you know. Yeah. Things that function in the home or make a home more beautiful. Right. And I guess that could include wall art, but. And I love wall art. I mean, yeah, I have sure. some of my walls. I just don't exalt it as
1: being the the thing. Yes. You know? And it's I, one thing. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that's why I just, this, you know, get when you want something to look, it's just the, the cost of preserving mm-hmm. the artwork mm-hmm. in a frame and like, totally. you know, archival. having Archival and having mm-hmm. it look a certain way. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it just, things financially, it's it just out of control mm-hmm. what that scene Can add up to, and it just doesn't. I just don't know if that's where I want to invest Mm -hmm. my money. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, like, so I've said this before, but like the podcast is this like great form for my practice because it's just this like floating Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to there's no physical, it doesn't take up any physical space, right? Um, I mean, minus like the closet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, there's some equipment there, but it's just, um, yeah, I just. The multiplying, the like making more and more and more, and then it not, it not like finding homes and other right. places or stuff. I just, mm. yeah. So I've, which I think sometimes I kind of hurt myself with the situation because I, I just sometimes want to like, yeah, I want to draw a picture, you mm. know? But then it's like, it's, it's sometimes I just get into a, a place where I'm, I, want to buy materials when I know what I'm going to work on it, what I'm going to make and what purpose mm-hmm. it will serve. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of us can relate to having a stack of 2D art in our garage or in a portfolio that is just sitting there and then you don't know what to do with it 20 years later. Right. You know, <clears throat> um, there's only so much wall space or like you know, you maybe you want to give it to your friends, but you don't know if they even want it, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, there's all sorts of things. Yeah. Or, yeah, so it's just, I've been thinking about that. And then with you sort of switching your modes right now, career-wise, mm-hmm. and then have you ha- recently had your um, art goodbye party. <laughs> yes, art <laughs> that goodbye. That I was at. Yeah, art, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> that I was at was, um, I was just thinking about, like, letting objects, Leave, you know, like Mm -hmm. not. I think that there's also, on top of the not wanting to always be producing, there's this other idea of just like holding on really tightly to things and being like, well, I might, I might do something with this in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, ah, if I'm not using it now, like, get it away from me, you know? And I think, letting go of it. And I think it also has just come from having like moved a bunch recently. And I'm just like, I don't want to schlep anything that like doesn't, that. It feels so much yeah. better to
0: let things go. But it's really easy, uh, especially in the way that our um, culture works, like capitalism, to want to try to monetize that stuff. Like, I'm going to hang on to it because – or, like, when you're making it, you think of it in terms – or I do. I think of it in terms of, like, can I make money from this? Of course. This be my, <clears throat> my Which is career? super
1: valid sure. and important, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to make a living doing what I like and what I'm good at. So, yeah, I just um, – but I I realized after a year or two of make, making things that it's something I love to do and I'll always do it. <clears throat> but I it can't be my um it can't be my source of income because it's too hard mm-hmm. and it ruins it. it kind of ruins the fun. Yeah. And I could do something else for money and I'm kind of excited to do that, make that switch. Yeah. And then just be able to do my work and then go home and make things for my home and for my friends and you know have it be more of a I don't want to say I don't know it's kind of a spiritual practice I guess you could say yeah Mm -hmm. creative practice
1: one thing that I was thinking about a while ago um was when you were talking about night court that night basketball has been used by governments in a way to, to sort of Provide an alternative for people who might be hanging out mm. and not have much to do mm-hmm. at nighttime and, and could potentially, I think, like at risk mm-hmm. youth. Um, and uh, I think it's especially geared towards like men of a certain age. And this mm-hmm. was, I think, it was originally tried during the George H.W. Bush administration mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as, I mean, it's, it's a very racially charged yes. program, mm-hmm. which is, um, has a troubling history as far mm-hmm. as, uh, I would say, just like control mm-hmm. goes. Um, right. and, and like put also, people
0: in a certain position.
1: Yeah. Like, to where they're,
0: yeah, misbehaving, as you, you might call it, and then give them something
1: yeah, it's series. like, what's the actual at the root of this issue <clears throat> right. necessarily? So when right. this has happened. I think I just read an article about when it, when um, more recently in Kansas City, this night basketball program that had uh, had some funding cut. But this was in Minneapolis. I think that the, originally in uh, the early nineteen nineties it was started. And yeah, it just it's not necessarily acknowledging like the root causes mm-hmm. of why there might be poverty or why there might right. be. Um, uh, crimes committed in general or people Mm -hmm. that people that might be at risk Um, so yeah I but there is something about like feeling safe at night Mm -hmm. in outdoors oh sure yeah and I feel like that wow I didn't I never thought of that I mean I just I especially I think I've been thinking more and more about this in Tucson because my neighborhood doesn't have street lights Mm -hmm. which is totally normal here light pollution there's Mm -hmm. lots of telescopes Mm -hmm. that you know the big like uh, astronomy, cats need yeah, like yeah, access yeah. to at the top <laughs> top of Mount Lemon. Uh-huh. So like there like there's no streetlights in my neighborhood, and it's um, so I just I I wouldn't walk anywhere at mm-hmm. night. And then I had lived in New York City, where sometimes I was walking home at like you know two thirty or three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I felt much safer because of how many people would be around. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I right. usually felt like, oh, there's all these other people getting off the train at the yeah, same time as yeah. me or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, who who knows like statistically what sure. is safer, That's but the it's just this from the feeling. feeling. The feeling yeah. is so. And yeah. so, when I hear about these like night basketball programs being kind of um, having been used as this way to um move further from identifying and uh, sort of fixing what the actual issues are that have led to there being problems in big cities in the United States with crime um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, within impoverished areas. I just love this idea of like a bunch of people hanging out outside at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, like, here in Tucson, um, <clears throat> like, it's so – and lots of towns are quiet, even in the daytime, like, in terms of you don't see people. You don't see a lot of people and kids. Like, when I was a kid, you know, we were riding our bikes around the neighborhood and yeah. playing basketball on the street and stuff like that. And it just seems like everybody's so – yeah, there's just not, not that same feeling anymore. <clears throat> people are, like, hiding their children, hiding – away Mm -hmm. um I don't know it's not necessarily I don't know if I would give it a value judgment of being good or bad it's just what it is but um I do want to personally feel comfortable it's one of my things where um that I've been working on feeling like I can do anything that I want to do basically um In terms of being alone, like going camping alone. Sure. And I have. And that's been incredible for me. Like it was totally terrifying. Um, But now, you know, I've like done some living alone in the woods and stuff like that. And now I feel a lot more comfortable traveling alone, doing what I want, walking around at night, Mm -hmm. um, doing things that I feel a lot of people are like, whoa, are you sure you want to do that? Or right. aren't you scared or don't you think that this could happen or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that stuff could happen. <laughs> right. But I'm not going to stop yeah. like living life. And I have never, you know, I just will stop sometimes by myself. I went to a court at night one time um, around 10 p.m. And I just shot some hoops. And there were people around who were living um, outdoors, you know. Um <laughs> You. Sorry, studious <laughs> <laughs> Um There were like characters around who might be like, I don't know, could be seen as scary or dangerous sure. or something, but I was like, these people are just doing what they need to, and I'm here as well. And, and... I would say
1: that's 95% of the time, it seems that people are just taking care of themselves yeah. and like going about their business. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Um, and I've just never had any problems i just i don't know why but i i just haven't i've never run into issues yeah um being alone and doing things (laughs) yeah that's great and it's just we need more examples of that sure Yeah. rather than the um the narrative that like if you go out at night you're going to be attacked definitely the woods are scary the right you know the dark is scary
1: I don't know. Yeah. What's
0: scary there's lots of other really scary things that have nothing to
1: do with that. Definitely. And also <laughs> like awful things happen during the day. Sure. <laughs> I mean I just um I I feel as though yeah, there's an association of of not knowing what, what's around the corner when yeah. it's dark, but mm-hmm.
0: um, Yeah. And it's yeah. easy to for humans to focus on the negative things that could occur and not giving enough like attention to the the like positive things yeah. that occur. Um so it's easy to be like, oh, this this thing could happen, this bad thing could happen. Well, what about the good things that could happen right when you enter a court at ten pm with a group of buds? yeah, it's like or alone. you could meet somebody who needs something and you can give it to them. yeah, um or you can simply talk to somebody that is living on the street, let's say, and like they just need somebody to chat with, you yeah. know, like connect it's
1: that stuff happen, That stuff is good. We need that. Right. Um, a couple of years ago, I had this idea of doing an art project that would just mean that every day for, like, two hours, I would have to walk around where I lived and see if anyone needed help. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if there was anyone out who, yeah. like, might need help, like, loading something into their car yes. or, like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I can hold up the trash can top mm-hmm. for them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just came from this experience of just walking around and having someone need help mm-hmm. and being like what if i was always available for this or yeah. like i i set aside time to be available yeah and i hadn't i haven't um i haven't pursued that mm. but it it would feel really good too mm. i mean even if you didn't do
0: um like a big chunk of the day you could just have that mindset yeah and then everywhere you look <clears throat> you're you're seeing it through that lens yeah um i've been in positions where i needed help um And it just felt like nobody saw me or heard me. And it was so scary and bizarre, you know. Um, It means a
1: lot to the person who needs help. It means a lot. Exactly, yeah.
0: And it's easy to do. It's fairly easy to do,
1: you know. And I think that, and I mean, not to completely try to bring it back to basketball, but (laughs) a, a part of when I was thinking about this, And I I just have love. I love passes. Mm. I think passes are this, which don't really happen when you're, I mean, they can happen when you're shooting around, but like sometimes like the sort of awe-inspiring passes happen during like a fast game. Um, As I'm sure you know. And Mm. I just think that it's this, passes are like, I can't do this alone. I can't do this Mm -hmm. alone. I can't do this alone. And I really love that it's just this reaching out over and over again with this object. Mm -hmm. And... So I just started trying to think of like how can I ma- how can I be a part of passes without a ball? Like mm. what's a pass when there's no ball? Ooh, like what's cool. someone being like, "Can you try this or can you do better than me?" or whatever it is like mm-hmm. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Um, how could their passes sort of exist in a day-to-day world? Like an invisible pass an invisible pass like just a, a something where it's it's just that what would normally seem like that person could do by themselves they can't hmm. Um, and I mean that's really stretching. I, I, I'm projecting a lot onto what a mm-hmm. pass is, but also mm. I think that's my job as an artist mm. responding to basketball is that I need to pull out this meaning. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, well, I was like, how can I just be as part part of as many passes as possible? And I think yeah. that that goes to to the to the recognizing mm-hmm. someone needing something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I like that. I you know you get into a you get into something, you get whatever it is, <clears throat> and then you start seeing things through that lens, and it's just a way. It's just a way to frame it, and it's it's what life is all about is kind of making meaning through these lenses in a totally. Way. It's um, like it's
1: sort of just um, taking from basketball what I need to be a better person. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that that is. I mean, I love basketball for many other reasons. And I love sports for many other reasons, because mm-hmm. of the excitement, because mm-hmm. of the community, because of the sort of awe inspiring things you see. but also, I don't just want to take in I also want to respond, mm. and so I want to say like how can how can basketball this thing I love how does it like love me back, or how mm. can I take take things from it to like make me be a better human being? yeah. I don't know if it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: objects and actions are so cool for helping us just learn things and remember things. I, um, when I was at Evergreen, <clears throat> I had a teacher who was actually—I guess you could say she was. Well, her
1: mentor was Donna Haraway, mm-hmm. um, who is. Yes, please. I—I um, <laughs> I, that name sounds really familiar, but I would—I'd like to know. Yeah, more.
0: she's a professor of. Consciousness Studies and Feminism at the um, UC Santa Cruz. Okay. And she's just kind of a weirdo. She wrote The Cyborg Manifesto, which I did not read, but it's kind of her most famous work, I guess. I've read some of her essays and stuff in school, and I don't know how to, like, sum it up, but she um, she's a real, like, weird thinker. Mm-hmm. And her, so her protege was my teacher, um, and... So I feel like that that kind of thinking about putting things weird things together and learning from them was f- directly from this teacher I had um, and she taught us about she had this idea she called it thinking figures, and each week we had to make a physical object <clears throat> or an image it could be digital that got at like. A concept that we were learning. Mm-hmm. so that when you look at the you look at this object, the things about it remind you of all of the sort of branches of <laughs> of the the concept, yeah, or idea or like it acted as sort of a metaphor. Um, and that was something I took away from from school, for sure. Yeah, like these look may come across like as really innocent, funny, comic-y drawings and yet they reach so deeply into like who I am as a person, my history, um, what I'm learning. Yeah. You know.
1: And how do you handle this? I don't, I mean you spoke to it a little bit but like when people just don't get it. Mm -hmm. Because I think that sometimes like imagery that can be on a tote bag or whatever can Mm -hmm. be a little bit more like make, you know, like a donut with a bite out of it uh-huh. saying like, ouch, you know, or something <laughs> something that's a little bit more like straightforward. Yeah. But so I mean and and so what have you what do you say when like at at a market or, mm-hmm. or wherever when you're when mm-hmm. you're selling your wares. hmm Yeah. Because it is conceptual art. It just happens sure. to be placed on things that like get sold in these spaces. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I did cultivate
1: um
0: that market you were talking about earlier. Um, and that was the first time that I had just made all this stuff. And I was like, I guess I'll just bring it over there. And this is what I'm going to offer. And the year before, I had made totally different stuff. Yeah. So this was like, it's maiden voyage or like it's public debut. Sure. And I knew I was going to get a lot of questions because the crowd who's shopping there is shopping for a little like holiday gifts and right. nice things, you know. Um, <clears throat> and my stuff is a lot like I don't know it is it's like both accessible and inaccessible in a way
1: sure I mean it's hitting a lot of (laughs) points of interest it's just hitting them all at once (laughs) yes all the buttons um
0: a lot of people were saying things to me like well I don't like basketball
1: Mm. and I'm like
0: that's cool Or they're like basketball's not my thing I'm like that's cool basketball was never my it's not really like I would kind of approach it like um well do you remember shooting hoops when you were a kid, or like yeah. kind of approach it from just one very simple direction? I don't know. Some people immediately were just laughing with just uproarious laughter. They got it. They're yeah. like, "This is amazing! How totally. did you think, you know?" And there, and then that we could launch into conversations about it on a on a different level, I guess. Um, meet at a different place about it. But yeah, I was just kind of like, if people were like, "I don't get it," I'd be like, "That's okay." Right. You don't, it's okay. I'm just yeah. making this stuff for fun. I just have a weird obsession with these things, and I'm just putting them together and seeing yeah. what happens. And then that would just sort of, like, start a conversation, too. Um, and whereas people might start off with, like, oh, I'm not – I don't like basketball. I don't like sports.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I might be able to kind of be like, oh, that's totally chill. Like, me neither. <laughs> you know, right. I don't know anything about basketball. I just know that I like how it looks.
1: You're like, is this a ball? Who knows? It, I don't know. <laughs> is that a basket? Yeah.
0: I um, <laughs> right. I would just sort of try to level with them, like, or relate to them. Like, actually, I we're closer than you think in yeah. terms of this. Like, I'm trying something right now. I'm, like, just sort of touching on... Um, this very basic thing of just wanting to like, kind of connect with something from my childhood in my on my own terms. Yeah. Um,
1: and I yeah. think sports feel like such an exclusive space. They do. That, and I mean, I think our other like art institutions feel that way too. Mm-hmm. That if you don't approach them with this like certain amount of like base knowledge, mm-hmm. that you're um, you're not welcome, or like you're. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that it's hard to just. And also, I mean, it's like this thing about just, you know, like, it's how do you, how can you enjoy a game? It's when, how can you enjoy watching a game, mm-hmm. at least when it's hard to, when you don't know the rules or right. things like that, like where right. it's like sort of like knowledge helps you say like, oh, I, I get mm-hmm. this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, yeah, it just, it's funny because um, when you're saying that people were telling you like, I don't like basketball, it's not for me, and I'm like, ah, come on, you know, but mm. then... I, like, don't like hockey, sure, you know? Sure, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I want, yeah. I, I want to, I really want to get someone on the podcast who's like, hockey, like, makes, like, gives me goosebumps. Sure. Like, not yeah. just from the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, from the <laughs> excitement. Like, yeah. hockey is, is, like, this amazing, beautiful expression of humanity. And yeah. I want to be like, Tell me things so that like <laughs> I can next time I see, uh-huh. um, I mean I'm not gonna say next time I see a hockey game because there'd have to be a first time. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, but next time I see like a replay of a goal being scored mm-hmm. on Sports Center, I can be like, oh, right. And I, I I've, I've I've tried having these conversations, and I just think that I need to put more of an effort in. And I mean, mm. it's like the same thing with golf. Like I'd love to have mm. to talk to someone who. Uh, um just thinks golf is the shit i just met someone who thinks golf is the shit <laughs> I'll was admit- their number <laughs> i'll get it to you <laughs> say it now <laughs> yeah no um, but I, I yeah i think it's oh sorry go ahead no it's just more of like being like i want to i think that for a long time um and i think that i once i decided not to play basketball i mean i just didn't enjoy playing it competitively mm-hmm. um and I just thought of myself as such an imposter. Like mm. I mean I like you know I I could go to games and cheer and this was like in high school and stuff like that. This is before I started getting drunk a lot mm-hmm. in college and like lost track of everything I loved. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I just it took me so long and I mean still I have some imposter syndrome, but it took me a long time to be like, "Oh, maybe there's a place for me in this world and I don't have to feel like left behind or left out mm. and I can contribute something mm-hmm. to like the basketball world mm-hmm, basketball mm-hmm. media world whatever it is and that felt really good because well it I don't know it did feel good at the time but then I was like how do you do something like that without someone without someone else's approval or saying mm-hmm. like oh yeah you should do that or like mm-hmm. and here's your here's the entry point you know mm-hmm. like get started so yeah like paving your own yeah just trying to be like, yeah and kind of like fumbling around thinking mm-hmm. how can how can I exist here, and so I think um, basketball will continually be this sport that that like makes me really excited and mm-hmm. wants to to be prolific and respond in some way, mm-hmm. but also just staying open to other like what does that to other people, mm-hmm. and how can I like kind of see that through their lens. Mm-hmm. Something that you said, I don't remember what it was, but it just triggered a thought for me. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot Um, of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Maybe like, do I have permission to do this? Um, Because it's not the normal route or whatever. Um, Like the whole thing about basketball, like reclaiming basketball for myself, um, because it's sort of part of my identity from childhood, even though I didn't really do it. I like Mm -hmm. flunked out of basketball camp. (laughs) I threw the ball. We were doing this exercise where we had to toss the ball up real fast at the, at the back, backboard and catch it again. But instead it just smashed into my face and I fell down and I just never went back because I was so embarrassed. But I was going to say, um, I was just such a, such a shy kid and I couldn't do sports and I didn't have any physical awareness of my body. And I, um, got bullied a lot. And like gym class was like the worst thing ever. And uh, we had co-ed gym class and we would have to play sports. We'd have to play basketball with boys. Yeah. And they would just smack the ball in my hand. I would fall down. It was just, it, it was, um, it was humiliating, you know? Um, and I felt like there wasn't any room for my interest in basketball because nobody would allow me to kind of like start Gently, or mm-hmm. or just come into it from my own, like at my own pace. So it was this weird thing of like associating basketball with being a shy, nerdy, like super terrified kid. Yeah, in middle school, um, and sort of starting to play now. It's a, it's just a typical kind of thing where I'm like, I'm reclaiming this thing that used to hurt me. Um, and I'm making it my own and I have, I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. There's, I don't have to have permission from. It doesn't belong to anyone. These, yeah. It doesn't. It's, and especially basketball, the way that we were talking about the courts are just all around. Anybody can, as long as you can get yourself a ball, um, you're pretty much set up for, yeah. to be able to just. Show up in
1: your nightgown. Do it. And Show up in there, your nightgown. And you're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And,
0: and just do it and have, have a little bit of fun. Um, And that's what it's about for me. And it's, uh, I wear this basketball necklace a lot. It's like basically my only piece of jewelry. I don't really wear jewelry. Yeah. But I made this basketball necklace and I wear it kind of, it makes me feel um, like it's a It's sort of thinking figure, if you will, uh, that reminds me that I can just do do the things I want to do as long as they're, I mean, I don't want that to sound like I do what I want no matter what (laughs) the cost or something, but... But that just that I can get out there and do, do things that empower me and are healthy for me and fun and, like, I can uplift others along the way. And and so many people have been like, oh, my God, oh, man, you that's so cool that you just do that. I want to do that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's all do it.
1: You're like, get your own basketball get a <laughs> Yeah. And then <laughs> get you'll be able necklace. to have superpowers too. First, what
0: you're going to have to do is really make an art practice <laughs> yeah. all about this for
1: two years. You're like, find three things that don't go <laughs> but together. don't seem to go yeah. together. You're Follow you to do them. a lot of thinking yeah. about it. Um, or just, you're like, you have to buy a <laughs> necklace from me. Sorry. First, you have to buy a necklace <laughs> from me. And I'll teach you yeah. all the, the things that you need to know. <laughs> But I so I really also promised myself that I would follow Dear Adam Silver mm-hmm. forever. Mm. Like until I until until some something or someone stopped me rather mm. than me stopping it. Mm-hmm. Which of course like was something that's like sort of a new medium and there's a lot of other people doing it that you know are more established and all these things. Mm. I get down a lot and I'm like mm-hmm. what am I adding to the conversation mm-hmm. or how will anyone ever hear this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know on like a, a, a like how. Ha- with the podcast, you can have like a big reach, but like, how do I how do I expand that and all these mm-hmm. things? And it just feels so self indulgent sometimes. Mm. And then I'm like, no, I promised, dear Adam Silver, mm-hmm. that I would only I would do this until someone else stopped it. And yeah. by that I mean like a lawsuit, <laughs> you know, or something <laughs> or whatever. Sure. Like, sure, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I I made that promise, and and mm-hmm. and that's like the first art promise I've ever made myself, mm-hmm. and I I can't. I have to, like, hold steady. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, just I think that it's, I I mean, like, it's sort of, that's what reminds me of my own kind of stick to it. If you, if you know, if you think it can get you somewhere that you would really like to be.
0: Yeah. It's, when you said something about, like, will people hear this? I, when I first started making this work, I was kind of like, oh, man. This is so dorky and (laughs) I'm just, I'm just doing this. I'm like screen printing these things all day and investing all this money that I barely have into the equipment and like, what is, is anybody going to even want this? Should I care about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And now it seems like now that I'm kind of wrapping it up, I'm like closing down my studio. I'm going to do this coding thing. um, Focus on that. I'm like... Now it seems like all of a sudden, <laughs> after all this time, I am getting some recognition. Sure. Not big time recognition, but just people who come into where I work and they're like, oh my God, I've been following you on Instagram. Yeah. I love, can, where can I get, all these people are suddenly where can I get this thing? And I'm like, where were you when I had all these like, where, you know, I was like selling this stuff, yeah. trying to sell this stuff so totally. hard. You're like, I'm a
1: coder now. And now <laughs> it's just,
0: you know, I have some stuff left and all of a sudden people want Want it as soon as I'm ready to like be done, but that's just, I guess, maybe that's how things go, and it's cool. I'm glad that, right, you know, there's some interest at some point. Um,
1: so you're saying that I should just shut down the podcast, just shut here. it down, let it go. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I <know.
0: laughs>
1: no, but I know, I know what you're saying that it's, 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 I mean, there is, uh, the world universe works in funny ways, yeah. and it gives you what you want it mm. when you realize that you don't need when it when you're ready to let go of it, yeah. I guess, yeah. Just yeah. let all those eggs crack. And oh, my God. Just... Totally. Let the eggs crack where they may. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's how it goes. Yeah.
0: yeah. hmm well, I don't feel like Yoke Jammer is like done, done. No,
1: and I mean also, it's, I just I wouldn't let go of that handle on no, Instagram it's because you <laughs> you don't want anyone else sneaking in there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely, well, and the night courts is still going. I mean, I yeah. I haven't been yet, so I'm hoping. Yeah, it kind
0: of slowed down during the holidays and the cold cold weather, yeah. but
1: cooler weather. But um, I think it's gonna pick back up again. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I really wanna. Um, Yeah, I'm ready to show up in a big way. Yeah, yeah. in
0: a nightgown or some other kind of
1: robe or anything, anything you want to wear. Thank you, Linus, for making this time and being so forthcoming and sharing things that I never would have figured out myself in Mm. a really, I mean, in a way that makes this really special Mm. that um, I I don't want to just get it, get your art Mm. super easily. So (laughs) um, I appreciate you. Being so willing.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, felt good to talk about some of the things I've been thinking about.
1: Yeah. For
0: this whole time.
1: <laughs> we'll have to follow up as mm-hmm. um, we become more involved in each other's lives. Yeah. <laughs> and I attend some <laughs> night court games. Sure. <laughs> and we can do some um, like an update. Yeah. Yeah. Six
0: months later. I know.
1: <laughs> She's back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank. Right.